is a reading from St. Faustina Kowalska, she's a saint. I have read a little bit about her diary before, and I will be sharing with you guys uh, pages 39 if you guys ever run across this diary. It is very, very good, very powerful, very relatable. Um, so she goes through a tough time, uh, just as a quick recap, uh, being a nun, being a service to God, she feels abandoned at times, she feels not worthy, etc. So uh, this part of the diary, she names darkness and temptations. My mind became dimmed in a strange way. No truth seemed clear to me. When people spoke to me about God, my heart was like a rock. I could not drop from it a single sentiment of love for Him. When I tried, by an act of the will, to remain close to Him, I experienced great torments, and it seemed to me that I was only provoking God to an even greater anger. It was an absolutely impossible for me to meditate as I had been accustomed to do so in the past. I felt in my soul a great void, and there was nothing with which I could fill it. I began to suffer from a great hunger and yearning for God, but I saw my utter powerlessness. I tried to read slowly, sentence by sentence, and to meditate in this way, but this also was of no avail. I understood nothing of what I had read. The abyss of my misery was constantly before my eyes. Every time I entered the chapel for some spiritual exercise, I experienced even more torments and temptations. More than once, all through Holy Mass, I had to struggle against blasphemous thoughts which were forcing themselves to my lips. I felt an aversion for the Holy Sacraments, and it seemed to me that I was not profiting from them in any way. It was only out of obedience to my confessor that I frequented them, and this blind obedience was for me the only path I could follow in my very last hope of survival. The priest explained to me that these were trials sent by God, and that in the situation I was in, not only was I not offending God, but I was most pleasing to him. This is a sign, he told me, that God loves you every much, and that he has great confidence in you, since he is sending you such trials, end of quote. But these words brought me no comfort. It seemed to me that they did not apply to me at all. One thing did surprise me. It often happened that at the time when I was suffering greatly, these terrible torments would disappear suddenly just as I was approaching the confessional. But as soon as I had left the confessional, all these torments would again seize me with even greater ferocity. I would then fall on my face before the blessed sacrament repeating these words. Even if you kill me, still will I trust in you. That's a verse from Job, chapter 13, verse 15. 
It seemed to me that I would die in these agonies, but the most terrible thought for me was the conviction that I had been rejected by God. Then other thoughts came to me. Why strive to acquire virtues and do good works? Why mortify and annihilate yourself? What good is it to take vows, to pray, to sacrifice and immolate yourself? Why sacrifice myself all the time? What good is it if I am already rejected by God? Why all these efforts? And here, God alone knew what was going on in my heart. Once when I was being crushed by these dreadful sufferings, I went into the chapel and said from the bottom of my soul, Do what you will with me, O Jesus. I will adore you in everything. May your will be done in me, O my Lord and my God, and I will praise your infinite mercy. Through this act of submission, these terrible torments left me. Suddenly I saw Jesus who said to me, I am always in your heart. An inconceivable joy entered my soul, and a great love for God set my heart aflame. I see that God never tries us beyond that we are able to suffer. Oh, I fear nothing. If God sends such great suffering to a soul, He upholds it with an even greater grace, although we are not aware of it. One act of trust at such moments gives greater glory to God whole hours passed in prayer filled with consolations. Now I see that if God wants to keep a soul in darkness, no book, no confessor, can bring it light. O Mary, my mother and my lady, I offer you my soul, my body, my life, and my death, and all that will follow it. I place everything in your hands, O my mother. Cover my soul with your virginal mantle, and grant me the grace of purity of heart, soul, and body. Defend me with your power against all enemies, and especially against those who hide their malice behind their mask of virtue. O oh, lovely Lily, you are for me a mirror, O oh, my mother. O oh, Jesus, divine prisoner of love, when I consider your love and how you emptied yourself for me, my senses fell me. You hide your inconceivable majesty and lower yourself to miserable me, O King of glory. Though you hide your beauty, yet the eye of my soul rends the veil. I see the angelic choirs giving your honor without cease, and all the heavenly powers praising you without cease. And without cease they are saying, Holy, Holy, Holy. Comprehend your love and your unfathomable mercy towards us. O prisoner of love, I lock up my poor heart in this tabernacle, that it may adore you without cease, night and day. I know of no obstacle in this adoration, and even though I be physically distant, my heart is always with you. Nothing can put a stop to my love for you. No obstacle exists for me. Oh my Jesus, I will console you for all the ingratitude, the blasphemies, the coldness, the hatred of the wicked, the sacrilegies. Oh Jesus, I want to burn as a pure offering and to be consumed before the throne of your hidingness. 
I plead with you unceasingly for poor dying sinners. O Holy Trinity, one and indivisible God, may you be blessed for this great gift and testament of mercy by Jesus to atone for blasphemers, I will keep silent when unjustly reprimanded, and in this way make partial amends to you. I am singing within my soul an unending hymn to you. No one will suspect or understand this. The song of my soul is known to you alone, O my Creator and Lord. I will not allow myself to be absorbed in the whirlwind of work as to forget about God. I will spend all my free moments at the feet of the Master hidden in the Blessed Sacrament. He has been tutoring me for my most tender years. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water, which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. It is a very interesting uh, reading. As we can read, she is heavily, heavily tormented. in the most holy moments and sometimes in the most holy moments in our lives those thoughts may come to us so we can relate to to St. Faustina we also maybe have felt or some of us feel a great void in our soul we may be suffering from great hunger and yearning for God. We also may try to come close to God, but we may not know how, or if we do know how, we can't concentrate, we can't read, we can't seem to understand or absorb what is being said or what we're reading. And that can be very stressful, can be very difficult for our soul, for our body, for our mind. good news is that God is always in our hearts. We just have to pretty much be submissive to his love, to his power, and to his will. We have to remember that we are not in control of our lives to a certain extent. We are not not God, so we have to let go and let God do his work, that's why it's so powerful when San Faustina says, do what you will with me, O Jesus, I will adore you in everything, may your will be done, O my Lord and my God, and I will praise you, so let us think about that throughout our day today, let us rid ourselves from kind of need, any kind of, any kind of desire, any kind of greed, any kind of anger. I 
at this very moment we let that go. We ask the infinite merciful God to forgive us for our sins and to forgive others who sin against Him. To forgive them for sinning against us. Help us, Savior of the world. And even if you kill me, still will I trust in you. Amen.